Good news episode take lead. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. I hope you guys are having a great day whenever you listen to this podcast. I got a great episode for you guys. Let's jump into this podcast. First, we're gonna jump in to talk about some baseball news. The Los Angeles Dodgers are at it once again, making moves after move after move. Um yesterday they officially signed uh Yo- Yoshinibo uh, Yam- uh Yamamoto. I- no, I said his name wrong, but hey, uh, Dodgers making moves. He just he just last week, and they signed Shohei Otani two weeks ago. Now, uh, this is a twelve-year, three hundred twenty-five million dollar uh, million dollar deal. Jeff Passan of ESPN reports the deal is pending a physical. A source told it will be Dark Harms. Mark Fine said the Dodgers will pay an additional fifty point six million for the posting fee. Uh, uh, Passan's ads. Um, so he's going to receive it's, you know, it's a similar twelve-year, three hundred twenty-five million offer. Uh, from the uh, New York Mets, sources told uh, the Athletic uh, Wills uh, Sampson, uh, New York Yankees also offered him three hundred million uh, over an, an uh, undisclosed number of years, according to a uh, New York Post John Heyman. Um, Yamato's deal is the largest for any pitch in MLB history, beating Garrett Cole's free agent pack with the Yankees by one million. Uh, the contract is reportedly includes a pair of opt out clauses for him. Um, no, he's a uh, three time. Uh, uh, Eri, our Swamma award winner, basically same thing as a Cy Young. Um, he comes to uh, North America after a tremendous seven-year career with the uh, Oryx Buffaloes, um, where he authored a 75 and 30 record with a 1.72 ERA. He'll join a stacked Dodgers uh, team that already spent 700 million Shoyatani. Uh, they got Tyler Glasnow in a uh, trade. Then they signed to a four. Uh, re- then they signed to a four-year, hundred ten million dollar contract extension. Uh, the Dodgers, I mean, pitch rotation right now. This looks phenomenal. I mean, this team is a team to beat. Uh, this team's making moves, and they they want to get back to the World Series. They, they they're sick of losing in the NLDS. They don't want that again. That's why they signed Shohei Otani. That's why they brought him in. So right now the pitching rotation, if the season starts today, is uh, Yamamoto at one, uh, Tyler uh, Glasnow, uh, the second, uh, will be the second pitcher. Your number three is Walker Buehler. Number four is Bobby Miller, who had a great season last year. And number five is uh, Emmett uh, Shannon. Um, that rotation right there, that's a very good rotation. I mean, what offense to be able to beat that rotation? Um, 
such a rotation right there. I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see him play. I'm excited to see, excited to see the things he can do. Um, I, I'm just excited to see his game. Uh, then their lineup. The lineup is absolutely stacked. This is like an MLB the Show lineup where you um take fair trades off and just stack your team like I used to do back in the day. Don't act like you didn't do it too because you know you did it as well. So Mookie Betts, obviously not Mookie Betts, is going to be playing second base for the Dodgers. Mookie Betts, one of the best players in the game right now. Uh, you got Shoyatani, the best player in baseball, the best player in the world right now. You got Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman, top player. Will Smith, great catcher. You got Max Muncy, James Ottman, Chris Taylor, Jason Haywood, who had a uh, very good season with the Dodgers last year. You got Gavin Lux, batting number nine. Um... You know, the Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, Phillies, Giants, and Blue Jays all showed interest. Um, but, you know, you can't blame them going to the Dodgers, no? You play with Shoitani, um with Team Japan. You know, as soon as I saw no Shoitani go to Japan, uh, sign with the Dodgers, I said, this guy's definitely going there. These two these two play together. I just don't see him you know, going anywhere else. No, he's looking at an opportunity to, you know, to win a World Series. I mean, he wasn't going to do it with the Red Sox. I doubt he's going to do it with the Giants. Maybe there's a slight chance with the Yankees. Blue Jays, Blue Jays got a good team, but I the only team that was interesting for him to go to the world, you no know, go to the playoffs, go to the World Series, would be the Dodgers. I, I just don't see any other team that were interested in him that was able to you know to compete for a championship. Um, no Dodgers, they're making all these moves. I, I just, it's crazy how they have this kind of money, how they continue to do this, how they can make all these moves in be able to do what they're doing. It's absolutely, absolutely crazy. Um, you know, obviously the team to be in the NL, the, the team to be in baseball, you know, doing all these moves, and I just I just don't see, <coughs> excuse me, any team competing with them. Um, it's just, I, I, all these moves, I, I, I've seen nothing like this before, what the Dodgers are doing. I just don't see any team beating them. Um, it's just it's 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 absolutely absolutely crazy. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, speaking more about um, baseball, Alex Verdugo. It seems like he's taking shots at uh, Alex Cora. Um, he said he's decided to work for a manager who has players' backs. He says when you're struggling on a baseball team, there's a lot of ex expectations. He says, and when you're not uh, really meeting them, you start uh, bumping hands a little bit. Verdugo said when asked about his rock relationship with Alex Cora. He said, I'm very, he also said, I'm very excited to work with Aaron. He says, I've seen the way he has his players' backs. <coughs> Excuse me, he says, um, I want to say the only, uh, he said, the only thing that uh, really gets me uh, out to me He's like, these guys are savages. He's like the umpire. Um, <clears throat> I want to say uh, that's something I want to see out of my head coach. I want to uh, see some fire uh, fight for the guys instead of just airing people out, have their backs. Um, no, core bench, Alex Verdugo twice last season. Uh, the second incident uh, occurred early in August when Verdugo probably showed up late to the ballpark before a loss to the Blue Jays. <coughs> Which, you know what? Yeah, that, that's consequences. You showed up late. You have a time supposed to be there. You showed up late to the ballpark. You know, you deserve to be, you know, benched. Not only that, Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo is a type of player who can start off good. Just have a good season. Start off to a good to the, uh, start to the season. Then after that, he just, he just 
goes into something that happened this past season, happened last season. Um, but you know what? Uh, it's just it's unfortunate to work out in August because when Alex Verdugo was on on fire, he was a great ball player. But you know, it 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 needed. I need to get out of Boston. You know, it obviously didn't fit. Obviously, Alex Cora did not want him there. And I don't think Alex Cora can... I mean, I don't think Alex Verdugo wants to continue to play for Alex Cora. I think we all missed that one, you know. Uh, I think Ruiz took off and then Carlos, you know, was looking at areas. Everybody thought he was going to be off the wall. And, you know, it was a bad play, a bad baseball play. So... No, no, no. So all around for us, you know, we all thought it was gone. So Reese from the get go, I was just talking to him. He thought it was gone, and then Carlos, you know, he was looking at Arias, and you know, just he just missed that one. He didn't play today. I decided not to play. You know, uh, I think today we took a step back as a team. You know, like we have to make sure everybody's available every single day here for us to get to wherever we're going to go. And that wasn't the case. And uh, as a manager, I, t- I got to take, you know, uh, charge of this. And uh, I decided he wasn't going to play. I decided he's not going to play. I decided he's not going to play. I'm just taking care of the 26 guys, and he wasn't going to play. The manager's decision, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a chance he played tomorrow, yeah. Not really, no. So this right here is Alex, no, but that was a uh, Alex situation. talking about when Alex Rodrigo was benched. It was a different situation. No, I mean, he's been mature, you know, but today, you know, for, for we took a step back as a team. Oh, if the bat, everybody thought he was gone, even the pitcher. Everybody did. The pitcher, too. He started walking off the, off the mound with the head down. Um, Verdugo said in October that uh, last season left a bad taste in his mouth and that he was uh, looking forward to making some change with the Red Sox. Uh, following a trade early in December, the outfielder said he intensely felt mad about joining Boston's rival. Um, he says, I was like, man, they really sent me to the rivals, the Yankees, he said. At the moment, I started sitting back and reminiscing about, all the, uh, about how this year went. <coughs> Excuse me, with the, uh, with the Red Sox, everything that was going on, I want to prove people wrong. Verdugo heads to the Yankees after spending four seasons with the Red Sox. We slashed 281, 338, 424 with uh, <laughs> uh, 43 home runs and 26 runs batted in. Um, you know, I think I think it was a great trade for the Yankees because Alex Verdugo on that short porch, he's he has a chance to hit you no know, 30 home runs. I'm not going to go to Ford, but he has definitely has a chance to hit 30 home runs. He has a great chance to do things in Yankees ballpark with that short field, uh, with the short porch. Um, but no, it's just. You know, you, you, at the same time, you got to get no Alex Verdugo. You know, if I was a ball player, I definitely want my coach to have my back. You know, I wouldn't want my coach in a press conference saying, you know, th- certain things like Al- Alex Cora said. But um, <coughs> and I, I really got to agree with. I mean, I do got to agree with Al- Alex Verdugo on this. You know, I would want a player. I, w- I would want my coach to have my back. To be there for me, um, but speaking about the Red Sox, I, I really want to talk about the Red Sox here. I don't know what they're doing free agency. Uh, I know what's going on in Boston. You know they the Red Sox were a team that 
would always go out and they would always spend money. They would always go out and I, I, I said it last week. I remember that you know being a you know, being Austin Red Sox fan, the winter meeting would come. I would always look forward to the winter meetings because I knew the Red Sox were going to go out and they're going to spend money. They were going to go out and they were going to spend as much money as they can to compete. In the last four years, I can say, they haven't been that. The Red Sox is a situation now where they're not spending money. They spend monies on these guys who do nothing. <coughs> no, I hope they bring back Justin Turner. Because when they signed Justin Turner last year, I thought it was a bad deal. But Justin Turner, that was a great sign for the Red Sox. Um, but anyways, the Red Sox, they, they used to go out and they used to spend money. And now it's just like there's they only really done two moves this this offseason. They got Talon on the trade. They signed the guy last week that uh Ryan and I were talking about. I actually have a thing right here that I liked on Twitter. Uh know what the Red Sox what the AL East the AL East has done during the offseason. Let me find it real quick. So AL offseason spent. The Orioles have spent thirteen million. The Rays have spent one point two million. The Red Sox has spent one million. They got uh, Orioles and Yankees. Uh, Blue Jays and Yankees both haven't spent anything. <coughs> How do you expect to compete if you're not going? If you're only going to spend one one million dollars? How do you expect to compete in the AL East? Because Yankees, they don't really need to sign anyone. They just got Juan Soto in a trade. Like I said, Blue Jays are already good enough. <clears throat> I just remember the days where they just where the Red Sox would go out and they would go spend money. And I'm gonna give some examples. When Dice came out to Zaka, I know that that kind of blew up in their face, but still, they they went out and they signed to a six year, hundred hundred three point one million dollar deal. Won the World Series with the uh, Red Sox first year in Boston. Um, <clears throat> no, at one point they get Dustin Bajor an eight year, hundred twelve million dollar contract in 2013. Um. J.D. Martinez, J.D. Martinez is one of the best signings in Red Sox history. Uh, five years, $110 million. <coughs> Alexander Bogarts, um, <coughs> the extension was uh, six years, 120, uh, $120 million. Um, Trevor Story, I think this is going to be one of the worst signings in Red Sox history. Uh, six years, $140 million. Can't stay healthy. Uh, Call Crawford, another one that was awful. Seven years, $142 million. Uh, Chris Sale, Five years, hundred forty-five million. Uh, that's definitely more up in their face because he can't stay healthy. Um, Adrian Gonzalez, another bad one, uh, but that was seven years, one hundred fifty-four million. Then we can't forget about uh, Manny back in two thousand signing Manny Ramirez, probably the best, another one of the best signs in Red Sox history. Eight years, one hundred sixty million. Two worlds, one two World Series with the Red Sox. Um, uh, David Price, uh, seven years, two hundred seventeen million, and um, last year Rafael Devers extension, eleven years, uh, three hundred thirty-one million. It's just <clears throat> the Red Sox would be a team that would go out and spend money, and it's I, I just don't like what they're doing now. They when they fired Heim Bloom, they said we're going to get away from what he did, and we're going to spend money to compete. You're not doing that. I remember when I was listening to 95 Sports Hub here in New England five years ago. This was, and there's a guy named uh, one of the guys on there said, 
in five years, the Boston Red Sox are going to be the Detroit Tigers. <clears throat> in five years, the Boston Red Sox are going to be one of the worst teams in baseball. And they're coming towards that because they're not spending money. They're not doing the things they need to do to be able to compete. And it's ridiculous. And you know, you got two frontline stars and still in free agency. And I know you want to spend money. You don't want to do it. Sign Chris. Sign Chris uh, Blake Snell, not Chris Sale. Uh, Blake Snell. Then sign Jordan Montgomery. Sign the both of them. Just spend the money. I mean, you need pitching. Sign the both of them. Blake Snell could be your number one. Jordan Montgomery could be your number two. Your number three could be uh, Chris Steele. Your four could be Brian Bell. Your five could be Cutter Crawford or someone. You'd have two decent starting line uh, pitchers. And Blake Snell just won the NL Cy Young. I know what this team is doing. Go out and just sign people. And I know I know they're not going to do it. I know it's a long shot. It's, it's not going to happen. They're not going to sign the both of them. But they're, they're sitting there. Just go sign them, both of them. <clears throat> Just spend the money. You'll get two decent pitchers. Um, I think another thing the Red Sox could do, I know uh, Cody Bellinger is asking for a lot, a lot of money. Right now he's seeking a, two, a $200 million deal for agency. No, maybe sit down with him and his agent and say, look, you want 200 And let's say the Red Sox, okay, I know it's not going to happen. The Red Sox are not going to do it. But the Red Sox, I mean, look, we just signed uh, Blake Snell to a big contract. We just signed Jordan Montgomery to a big contract. <clears throat> I know you want $200 million, but are you willing to knock it down to maybe $180 million for, you no know, three years, four years or whatever? I know you want a big contract. And Cody Bellinger... <coughs> Excuse me again. Sorry about that. Uh, Cody Bellinger had a really good season with the Cubs this past season. Um, yeah, now we, he's he you know he hit three hundred five, three fifty six, five twenty five with twenty six home runs, twenty nine uh, doubles, ninety seven runs batted in, twenty steals. Um, you no, know, go out and sign Cody Bellinger too. Sign these three guys. I know they're not going to do it. Just give Jordan Montgomery and you just. I just it's frustrating as a Red Sox fan. You know, I remember watching games this past season as much as I didn't <coughs> as much as I didn't want to watch them. That's the Fenway was empty. And we're gonna come it's gonna to come to the point where no one's gonna to want to go to Red Sox games. And John Henry is gonna be looking around Fenway, see how empty it is, he's gonna say, Okay. We need to do something. This. We need to do something now, about this now. Or he's going to not even give a crap. But, you know, sit down with Cody Bellinger's agent. See if you can knock down the money just a little bit. Sign Blake Snell. Sign Jordan Montgomery. You got two good starting pitchers. And you got a bat in your lineup. This team is not going to be competitive for a very long time. <clears throat> this team is going to be unbearable to watch. And I won't be surprised if they finish as one of the worst teams in baseball. Um, but it's it's very very. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry about the coughing. It's just it's just very unfortunate. No, watching this team doing what they're doing. Uh, speaking about baseball, I'm gonna read um, just a couple signs that happened uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, I thought I said it, but I guess I didn't. 
All right, pull it up right now. <clears throat> On December 20th, the Padres signed uh, Yuki uh, Matsu uh, Matsuyu. Um, <clears throat> four years, $121 million. Uh, there was a trade. Uh, Mets acquired Adrian Hauser and uh, Tyrone Tyler from uh, Tyrone Tyler from the uh, Brewers. Um, Pirates bring back Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, Giants signed Tom Murphy. Never heard of him. Padres add uh, Martin Perez. Dimebacks uh, brought back Luis Gurriel. <coughs> and that's really been it since uh, you know the Tyler uh, Glasnow. Uh, what I when I talked about it last week, but you know, <clears throat> just back to the Red Sox. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating watching this team not do anything. Um, but I guess we're in a situation where the Red Sox are going to be doing stuff like this. Um, but hopefully one day they can get back to spending that money, get back to being competitive. Um, I know they want to build a farm system. It seems like they're going to keep the high bloom way. And it's uh, it's uh, very, very unfortunate. Um, but no, like I said, I'm going to say it again. Just sign Blake Snell, spend the money on Jordan Montgomery, sit down with Cody Bellinger's agent, see if you can knock it down to maybe 195, 190, or 185 million. I know he wants that 200 million, but see if you can knock it down. Bring these three guys into Boston because if you can bring these three guys into Boston, you have a chance to you know be competitive. You got a chance to maybe fight for a wild card spot because you're not gonna be you're not gonna win the AL East. It's either gonna be the Yankees if the Orioles come back being good again, the Blue Jays. I don't know how good the Rays are gonna be, <clears throat> but you would have a chance to compete for you no know, a wild card spot if you make these three moves. And I'm not saying these three moves are gonna save the Red Sox season, but they potentially could. Um, but it's very disappointing to be a Red Sox fan. It, it, it really is. Uh, speaking about, uh, um, I just, very frustrating. It's very frustrating watching what the Red Sox are doing. Even a guy like Lucas Giolato, I know he was on three different teams last year. Didn't have a good season. Hell, even signed him. Or maybe signed him and maybe Blake Snell. Or him and Jordan Montgomery. Or maybe signed the three of them. Um, I know I'm just going all crazy right now, but it's just frustrating being a Red Sox fan and seeing what they're doing. Um... I'm gonna jump in some hockey. Uh, it's only really it's only one hockey news. Um, it's about uh, Detroit Red Wing David Perron's six game suspension. It was pretty crazy. Um, so he was uh, suspended uh, for six games for cross checking Ottawa Senators blue liner uh, <clears throat> Atrium Zub. Um, his, uh, obviously, I got the guy a little high. Uh, Perron told reports Friday. I understand there was some discipline that needed to be done there. Uh, <clears throat> he says uh, I just felt like on my side it was pretty. Uh, Excessive for the uh, comparables. The history of my career, a lot of things really that played into it. So he earned a ban for his actions during uh, the Red Wings' 5-1 loss to the Senators on December 9th. Um, so if you guys are hockey fans, I don't know if you saw what uh, <clears throat> um, uh, Matthew uh, Joseph uh, uh, caught Red Wings' uh, captain Dylan, uh, Dylan Larkin in the back of the head during a uh, net front battle. Push him to center's winger. Um, Ke uh, Parker Kelly Zub then fell onto our Larkin's uh, legs while remaining uh, uh, face down, emotionless on the ice. <clears throat> Which I don't. Day I don't blame David Perron. He reacted to uh, the scene by going after Zub. No, you you. I don't blame that. Again, if I'm a hockey player <clears throat> and I see someone go after my player, I'm gonna go after the guy. Um, referees. Uh, 
assisted a Pride match penalty and tossed him out of the game for uh, intent to injury, which that's bullshit because what happened to Dylan Larkin, that, that's on intent to injury. Dylan Larkin could have got seriously hurt right there. Um, Larkin was uh, Larkin was motionless, not moving at all. Uh, Perrin said, definitely not easy for me to go uh, through that. Turn around and see our captain down on the ice. I think uh, as a whole, I thought the league, you're trying to respond to these types of incidents. Uh, the NHL, uh, the NHLPA played, uh, <coughs> played uh, Perrin's suspension on December 12th. But the, less than, uh, but the three-hour hearing wasn't held until Tuesday. Five games into the Wingers' ban. Commissioner Gary Bettman um, affirmed the ban Friday. But Perrin can go through uh, an independent appearance uh, uh, to uh, regroup uh, the sum loss of his salary. Um, if you guys want, if you guys want to go see the play, go see the play. I don't blame David Perrin for doing what he did. Um, and like I said, if someone's going to go after my captain. I'm going to go after the guy that did it. Uh, now we're going to talk about some uh, basketball news. Uh, the, the Detroit Pistons, man. I feel bad for you Pistons fans. Uh, 20, 25th straight loss. I believe it was it 25 or yeah, 25 straight losses. Um, <clears throat> absolutely sucks what's going on in um, Detroit right now. Uh, fans are chanting to sell the team. Um, Kick on him said, we're not a bad 2-26. Uh, no way we're, we are that bad. Um, he ended up leading the Pistons with 28 points and 10 assists. He says, I think we can turn this around. I uh, We can play much better at Brandon Basketball. Um, no, I like I, I like Kid Cunningham. And it's unfortunate he's stuck in this Detroit uh, this Detroit fiasco, whatever's going on with the... Uh, it's just... Whatever's going on in Detroit right now, he's stuck with that. Um, I just feel bad for Pistons fans. I really do. So the 2010-2011 Cavaliers and the 2013-2014-76ers share the record at 26. The Sixers hold the overall mark at 28. A skin that started in 2014-2015 season carried them until the 2015-2016 season. So the Pistons... Do the Pistons play tonight? Um... They play tomorrow against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I don't know what the Nets record is. What's that's the Nets record? The Nets are thirteen and fourteen. So could this be? Could this be it? Could the Detroit Pistons finally snap this losing streak tomorrow against the uh, against the Brooklyn Nets? I actually want to see something. If I were to put money on the. Um, Pistons, because I got DraftKings on my phone. I want to see this. All right, let me log in. So I have $3.26 in my account. Okay, let's go to NBA. <clears throat> so if I were to put the $3.26 on the Detroit Pistons, I would only win $13.36. Okay. Uh, is it worth it? Should I do it? Uh, uh, I don't know. Probably not. But um, <clears throat> I just feel bad. No, for Pistons fans, I feel bad for Kate Cunningham. They seem sitting at two and twenty-five, two and twenty-six, whatever they are. Um, I mean, you're a bad team, Kate. I mean, you guys are two and twenty-six. <coughs> um, but now I uh, just I think the worst record in the NBA. 
was the uh, was it the Hornets or the Charlotte Bobcats? Worst record in NBA history. <clears throat> the Bobcats went seven and fifty nine. Seven and fifty nine. So we're 28 games into the season. So 28 games into the season, the Bobcats had a better record than the Detroit Pistons. There were 26, 28 games. What are we in? The Bobcats had a better record. There were 3 and 23. What the hell am I doing? I can't math right. So three and twenty-five. The Bobcats were three and twenty-five and had a better record than this Pistons team. Um I wonder how Moss gonna keep on going. I I I I sure they are going to be the worst team in NBA history. Um Obviously, you guys can't tell that Ryan is here, which is unfortunate once again. But it's a good, it's good news for Ryan. Um, I'm gonna share it with you guys. If anyone's listening, which you're probably not. It's probably my auntie Nancy. Hi, auntie Nancy. If Joey's to this, hi Joey. And if anyone else is to this, hi. Thanks for seeing this far in. Um, Ryan's wife, uh, Samantha, her water broke today. Ryan original was Ryan original was gonna be on this podcast. I was at uh, walking to the gym, text him, say, "Can you do the podcast?" He said, "Yes." I just got to buy Sam a couple Christmas gifts. I'll be there. About 35, 40 minutes later, he texted me saying, I will not be there. Sam's water broke. So <clears throat> congratulations, Ryan and Sam. I'm going to be a damn good uncle like I already am. Uh, speaking more about uh, basketball, Zion Williams deal no longer guaranteed after three seasons. Uh, Williams, uh, Williamson, my bad, has missed more than 22 uh, games last campaign targeting and causing his deal that turned his salary he owed between the 25 and 2025 and uh, 2025, 2026, and 2007, 2028 season for uh, guaranteed non-guaranteed according to uh, Mike Averroco. Uh, the Pelicans have the uh, ability to waive him with no financial penalty during that time. Um, the former number one pick was limited to 29 games last season after suffering hamstring injury in January that kept him out of the remainder of the campaign. He signed a five-year, $197 million extension with the um, Pelicans back in uh, July 2022. If uh, Williamson misses second time of the season, it could cut his salary into next uh, next year. Uh, he'll be absent for Thursday's game against the uh, Cavaliers due to an illness. This was just uh, yesterday. Uh, to re, uh, regain his guarantees, uh, Williamson must uh, reach specific checkpoints during the uh, 24-25 season. If the Pelicans star passes all six of his weight in uh, checkpoints, that campaign, 20% of his salary becomes guaranteed for the 25-26 season. An additional 40% will be uh, assured if he plays at least 41 games while the remaining guarantees will be applied if he appears at least 51-61 in 61 contests. Uh, he can guarantee his salary for the 26, 27, and 27, 28 campaigns by hitting the same markers in the season before. Another important condition of uh, Williamson's contract is the sum of his weight and the uh, f- uh, body fat percentage uh, must be less than uh, 295. If it succeeds the total, he could uh, lose more, gar- <coughs> uh, excuse me, uh, more guaranteed uh, money. 
Um, Williamson has only missed five contests this season, averaging uh, 22 points, 5.8 rebounds, 4.6 assists, and a steal in 23 games. Um, Over his uh, four seasons in the NBA, Williamson has played uh, more than 60 games just once. Wow. Um, Do the Pelicans train him? Do they waive him? Um, I don't think he wants to be in New Orleans, to be honest. Uh, it's quite, no, obviously he wants to be New York. And I could see him being a Nick. If I'm the Pelicans, I'll just trade him to New York because you can get a good haul for him. You can get decent draft picks. I'm sure you can get a couple decent players back. Um, you know, he already said he doesn't want to change his weight a few weeks ago, a few months ago, whenever I brought it up. Um, it seems like he doesn't care about his weight, and I honestly, I think he's doing it to get out of New Orleans. If I'm the Pelicans, uh, I just either wave him or trade him. Um, I more likely trade him because if you wave him, you get nothing out of it. If you trade him, at least you can get no a haul back for him. Um, but like I said, if I'm the Pelicans, just get rid of him. You know, obviously it's not working out. Uh, he's only played in what sixty game. He he barely can play a full season. Um, and all that guaranteed stuff he needs to do, I don't see him playing that many games. The guy can't stay healthy, can't stay on the court. Um, if I'm the Pelicans, I just I just get rid of his ass and trade him. Uh, we're going to end this podcast with some football news. Um, we're going to talk about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick said uh, Chiefs used uh, underflated balls in uh, Week 15. He says, uh, "Well, the officials handle well. Well, the officials handle that, and they were underflated uh, by." Uh, by two, two, two point five pounds. Uh, Belichick said, "I think you could see that by the kicks. Both kickers missed kicks, kickoffs. Uh, we had uh, two of them that almost went out, uh, out of bounds. They had six balls. Uh, it was uh, both set of balls. It was all six of them, so I don't know. Uh, kicking footballs are supposed to be between uh, twelve point five and thirteen point five uh, pounds per square inch. Uh, with the uh, with the front with the uh, Responsibility uh, for inflation, uh, failing on the game officials who were in the possession of uh, footballs prior to the game. Uh, I kind of, I kind of find it funny from Bill Belichick. The inflation of footballs is a topic surrounding the Patriots in the past. The franchise was fined one million, docked two draft picks, and quarterback Tom Brady was suspended four games. Fortunately, determined a plot by the club to provide. Uh, Improper play of balls during the two thousand uh during the uh, AFC Championship game against the uh Col- that game wasn't two thousand fifteen, was it? Yeah, that game wasn't two thousand fifteen. That was a following year. This is two thousand fifteen, unless that was a two thousand fifteen season. I thought it was 2016 season, whatever it was. Anyways, uh, as again, uh, the things that are out of control, I don't know what the explanation is, but uh, at the same time, both teams, Belichick said when asked about the uh, um, about it, um, I just 
No, yeah, he's going through the same thing again. Uh, Belichick pointed to a missed field goal by both uh, Patriots, uh, Chad Rudland and uh, Chiefs Harrison Bucker uh, in the first half as evidence of the uh, underflated balls impact on the special teams. Uh, Rand missed a 41-yard field goal, uh, 41-yard field goal attempt. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't the weather bad that game? I mean, obviously I'm not a head coach, Bill Belichick can tell. But if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the weather bad that game? I don't know, maybe the balls were deflated, but from what I thought, I thought the weather was really, really bad that game. A spokesman for the league declined to comment regarding inflated balls. Poor Mike Reese. Yes, referee Sean Hucklew crew worked the Chiefs and Patriots game. Um, I thought the weather was bad that game. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe Bill Belichick is right, but from what I thought, I thought the game was had bad weather that game. Um... Speaking more about uh, NFL, uh, Jalen Hurts uh, walks back Eagles criticism. It's uh, all all starts with me. Um, Jalen Hurts uh, cl- clarified his remarks about the uh, Eagles' lack of a commitment in, uh, in the three-game losing streak. He says it all uh, runs through me. It all starts with me. So when I say I mean me because uh, I'm the point guard out there who makes everything go, Hurts said Thursday, according to uh, Jordy Espin of uh, Yahoo Sports. Um, he said, this is something we're going through, not something we're stuck in. At the Eagles fell to the Seahawks in dramatic last-minute fashion on Monday, which I don't think I've I don't think I've ever said so many curse words in my life. I think I said curse words that don't even exist. Uh, the star quarterback suggested that the team's poor performance were due to lack of dedication. He says, I've been talking about execution all year uh, long. Uh, being on the same page, everyone being on the same page, Hurts said, we didn't execute. I don't think we committed enough. Hurts added Thursday. He thinks uh, everyone has the uh, right mentality, but uh, everyone has to challenge themselves, according to uh, Martin Frank. Uh, the Eagles were the favorites to earn the uh, NFC's number one seed in our uh, lone buy after starting season 10-1. Meanwhile, Hurts was among the uh, top MVP candidates, but Hurts has struggled uh, during the losing streak, which included both loss to the San Francisco 49ers and the Cowboys. Um, <clears throat> no, you just can't put the loss on Jalen Hurts. Uh, you can for the offense, but no, Brian Johnson, you can put the blame on him too because whatever plays Brian Johnson's calling is awful. Um, <coughs> just, just, just whole team. I mean, the offense, defense, it's been bad uh, the last three games. Uh, no, they couldn't stop Kenneth Walker on Monday. They couldn't stop the uh, Cowboys a few Sundays ago. And before that, they couldn't stop the... Um, they couldn't stop the uh, the the 49ers. Um, it's just the Eagles have been playing bad football, and I thought this is no, this is a winnable game. This I, I hate to say it, but I felt like this was a must win for the Eagles. Um, I, I, they're going to get a wild card spot. I don't know who they're going to play, but whoever they play, I just don't feel like the Eagles can win that game. The way this team's been playing, the way Jalen Hurts been playing, this way the defense has been playing. Defense can't stop anybody. This defense going to stop an empty shop. Of, an empty sharpen cart and empty parking lot. Um, James Bradbury has been getting burnt all season. Darius Slay has been playing pretty good. Um, <clears throat> but it's just it's very frustrating watching this Eagles uh, team have been playing. Um, <coughs> Anik Sharani uh, shoulder blames uh, for Eagles losses. He said the offense is uh, being run exactly the same as it was last year. Sharani said, no, it's not. 
uh, Wednesday, according to uh, Josh Chalanto of the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, this is my offense. The criticism is uh, unfair, uh, unfairly goes to the uh, offensive coordinator, Brian Josh, because he's calling the plays. The criticism should go to me. The offense has been similar throughout the three years. No, it's not. This is on Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson is calling awful plays. Um, the Eagles have lost, like I already said, uh, three in a row. Uh, on Monday Night Football, allowing a last-minute touchdown. Philadelphia hasn't scored more than 20 points in any of those matchups. Uh, Philadelphia is offense ranked still fifth in uh, EPA slash play on the season, but the uh, unit is the only uh, 14th best in the league in the category the last three weeks. Uh, the Eagles, who ranked 26th in points allowed, recently made a big change by uh, naming assistant Matt Patricia the defensive play calling instead of defensive coordinator Shane uh, Desai. Sharni, however, isn't planning on making a similar move on the office to fill out ball, which you need to do. Uh, says, I'm not uh, thinking a change uh, needs to be made there. Sharni added, yes there, yes, there is. I don't know what drugs this guy is doing. Uh, Sharani was asked about uh, whether his offense is predictable at the moment after San Francisco uh, 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey, who faced the Eagles three weeks ago, predicted the Eagles' uh, play on the Manning cast during Monday's loss. Um, he says, it's uh, it's about what you do well and uh, repeating those things, Sharani said. Uh, that's uh, pretty common of uh, good offense. They're going to have uh, staples that uh, may lean on. Um it's just, I mean, they, and, and at least they clinched their playoff spot. Uh, they got the uh, New York Jets, uh, Giants twice, and they got the uh, Car uh, Cardinals. Um, no, I, I don't know why. I don't even know what to think going into these last three games. Um, I, I just, I just don't know what to think. You know, I, I will not be surprised if they lose these three games. And whoever they end up playing the wild card game, they get, they, they, they lose. Uh, Philadelphia reached Super Bowl last season, but Emily uh, uh, obviously lost to the Chiefs. <coughs> Owners of uh, one of the NFL's uh, most talented rosters, the Eagles kept most of their stars in the uh, offseason. However, they lost offensive coordinator Shane Strickland and defensive coordinator are, uh, Jonathan uh, Gannon. I think, no, I, I, they're missing both those guys. and I really hope the Eagles bring back Frank Reich. Um, obviously, it didn't work out him being a head coach. I just I think he can do great things with Jalen Hurts. I really do, um, but it's just been very very frustrating watching this Eagles team the last few weeks. Uh, speaking about uh, more quarterbacks, uh, Justin Fields uh, trade rumors. Uh, top five uh, logical landing spots if the uh, if the Bears shop him uh, during the twenty twenty four NFL draft. Uh, Falcons. I could see the Falcons. Um, I don't know if the Falcons are really up on uh, really high up on Desmond uh, Ritter. Then you got Tyler Hennecke, uh, Patriots. Patriots need a quarterback, but I'm surprised if the Patriots draft one. Uh, Raiders definitely need a quarterback. Uh, Seahawks. Um, Geno Smith just uh, was uh, landed a uh, new deal as a uh, their veteran starter last season, but he's been injured uh, a few times this season. Um, I wouldn't say no. Geno Smith. I mean, maybe give him another season. Um, Steelers, Steelers definitely need a quarterback, but you know, I, I like Justin Fields. I really think they, um, I really think the Bears should keep him. I know a lot of Bears fans, I, I don't know if any Bear fans listen to this, but I think the Bears should keep him. I, I, I really do like Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is a great quarterback, had a great season last year. Obviously, this season hasn't been too good. There's not a lot of weapons around him. No, you, you traded DJ Moore, 
Um, I just don't think he has a lot of weapons around him. I think if you can draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and maybe go out and sign a wide receiver, I think you can help uh, Justin Fields. Um, but if Justin Fields does get traded, wherever he goes, I hope he succeeds because I like him. I like his game. I think Justin, in my opinion, I think he, I mean, he's not a you know, a quarterback that stars going to be talked you know, being Obviously, he's not a, a quarterback that's going to be talked about being a you know, top five, top ten quarterback. But if you give him the weapons... He can be that, but he's not quite there yet. I actually want to backtrack that. In my opinion, he's quite not there yet to be in that to be in that category. If you can get him weapons, if you can draft you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., go and sign some wide receivers, I think Justin Fields could eventually eventually be there. Um, <clears throat> but I I won't be surprised if the Bears trade him. <coughs> Uh, we're gonna end with Aaron. We're gonna uh, talk about Aaron Rodgers, and we're gonna end with my picks. Um, Aaron Rodgers is accredited from the IR, not expected to return the season. Uh, Coach Robert Saleh said that move is merely the next step in Rodgers' um, rehabilitation uh, from a torn Achilles tendon. The Jets uh, have until Wednesday to activate uh, Rodgers, whose 21 21 day practice will begin November 29th, or he would revert back to the IR for the rest of the season. Uh, Saleh has said the uh, Jets have. Uh, roster flexibility, so they could add Rodgers to the 53-man roster. Uh, Rodgers said Tuesday on the Pepe show he's not yet 100% healthy. And uh, it's still a few weeks away. He said if the Jets remained in the uh, playoff hunt, he would have pushed to play something against Washington. But the Jets lost 30 nothing, and they were limited from the postseason for the 13th straight year. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Zach Wills remains in the concussion protocol. Uh, but it's improving. According to Slay, if Wilson can't play Sunday, Trevor Sidney would uh, start in his place with uh, Brett uh, Rippon on the uh, also on the roster. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I'm not surprised. Even if uh, Emrard were to come back, it'd be stupid for them to bring him back. Even though, I mean, I know he'd want to come back if they were in playoff contention, but it's smart for him not to come back because let's say if he did come back and he got hurt again, uh, then that trade definitely blown up in the Jets' face. Um, but no, he'll be back next season. He's going to be healthy. They made all these moves, and I'm not going to be surprised if Devontae Adams would be a New York Jet. Um, <clears throat> anyways, guys, let's end this with my picks. I'm going to sign off. Um, let's go to my picks. So this season, I am 1485, much better than last year. Um, I took the uh, Rams uh, last night. I took the uh, Bengals to beat the Steelers. I took the uh, Bills to beat the Chargers. I took the Colts to beat the Falcons. Uh, Seahawks to beat the Titans. I actually took Vikings in an upset to beat the Lions. I took the Jets to beat the Commanders. I took the Packers to beat the Panthers. I took the Panther. I took the Packers to beat the Panthers. The Browns to beat the Texans. I took the Bucks to beat the Jaguars. Jaguars have been falling. I took the Bears to beat the Cardinals. Uh, Cowboys to beat the Dolphins. Uh, Broncos to beat the Patriots. Chiefs to beat the Raiders. And I took the Eagles. Hopefully the Eagles can bounce back. Uh, Christmas night, 430. Hopefully the Eagles will be, uh, bounce back and beat the Giants. Um, anyways, guys, if you guys, whoever made it this far, I really, really appreciate your guys' support. Um, I know I don't get a lot of listeners. Sometimes it's one. Sometimes it's two. Um, whoever the two are, no, I, I, I appreciate your guys' support. I really do, whoever the two are. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas. If you guys will celebrate Christmas, have a wonderful holiday. If you don't celebrate anything, I hope you guys have a great day with your family. I love you guys. And you guys will be seeing me next week in a whole new year. Or you're hearing me in a whole new year. Or whatever. If you guys see me, that's really weird. But if you do, come up and say hi. 
I love you guys. Have a great Christmas and holiday. And again, if you don't celebrate, just have a good day. Oh, oh, oh!